0: Because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app, and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily.
1: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode two hundred ninety-nine. How much does the stock market return? By JD Roth of Moneyboss.com, and I am Dan, your host, here Monday through Friday on Optimal Finance Daily. I'm here reading to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. If you've got a topic request for us, come share it at old Com. And uh, happy Thursday to all of you. Thanks, as always, for listening. I am back today with a post from J.D. Roth talking about historical stock market returns and if that's the best way to invest your money. We've definitely uh, heard from other authors like Mr. Money Mustache with their take on the uh, stock market returns uh, and the history of returns, but it's always good to hear another perspective. So let's do that. Let's hear J.D.'s take as we optimize your life. How Much Does the Stock Market Return? By J.D. Roth of MoneyBoss.com One of the fundamental principles of the MoneyBoss philosophy is that your profit, or savings if you prefer, ought to be invested for long-term growth. You should use the magic of compounding to create a wealth snowball. Naturally, you want to put your money into an investment that offers a reasonable return and acceptable risk. But which investment is best? I believe, as do most financial experts, that you're most likely to achieve high returns by investing in the stock market. So how much does the stock market return? In stocks for the long run, Jeremy Siegel analyzed the historical performance of several types of investments. Siegel's research showed that for the period between 1926 and 2006, when he wrote the book, stocks produced an average real return of 6.8%. Real return, meaning return after inflation. Before factoring inflation, stocks returned about 10% annually. Long-term government bonds yielded an average real return of 2.4%. Before adjusting for inflation, they had a return of about 5%. And gold had a real return of 1.2%. In the long run, gold offers investors protection against inflation, writes Siegel, but little else. My own calculations, and those of Consumer Reports magazine, show that real estate does worse than gold over the long term. I come up with a real return of just under 1%. Siegel found that stocks have been returning a long-term average of about 7% for 200 years. If you'd purchased $1 of stocks in 1802, it would have grown to more than $750,000 in 2006. And if you'd instead put a dollar into bonds, you'd have just $1,083. And if you'd put that money in gold, well, it'd be worth almost two bucks after inflation. Siegel's findings aren't unique. In fact, every book on investing shows the same thing. Over the long term, the stock market produces an average annual return of about 10%. Note, as much as I love Dave Ramsey's advice on getting out of debt, he's notorious for providing misinformation on investment returns. He argues that you can expect to earn 12% in the stock market. This makes a lot of people, including me, tense. You can't count on earning a 12% return from stocks. You're going to earn more like 7% after inflation. And I'd argue that in order to give yourself a margin of safety, it's better to assume 5% instead. Average is not normal. Over the past 200 years, stocks have outperformed every other kind of investment. But before you rush out and sink your savings into the stock market, you need to understand a couple of things. First up, it's important to grasp that average market performance is not normal. In the short term, investment returns fluctuate. The price of a stock might be $90 per share one day and $85 per share the next. A week later, the price could soar to 120 per share. Bond prices fluctuate too, albeit more slowly. And yes, even the returns you earn on your savings account change with time. Just a few years ago, high-interest savings accounts yielded 5% annually in the U.S. Today, the best accounts yield about 1%. While it's true that stocks average a 10% annual return, it's rare that the stock market produces a return close to that average in any given year. Recent history is typical. The S&P 500 earned an average annualized return of 4.24% for the 15-year period ending in 2014, but only two years, 2005 and 2007, generated stock market returns close to the average for that time span. Note, this 15-year period has one of the lowest rates of return on record. Short-term market movements aren't an accurate indicator of long-term performance. What a stock or fund did last year doesn't tell you much about what it'll do during the next decade. Because of their volatility, stocks outperform bonds during only 60% of one-year periods. But over 10-year periods, that number jumps to 80%. And over 30 years, stocks almost always win. Stocks for the long run. The best way to build your wealth snowball is to invest in the stock market. Doing so is likely to offer you the highest rate of return on your money. And the best way to approach stock market investing is to take the long view. Forget about what the market does today or tomorrow focus on the future. In the Random Walk Guide to Investing, financial guru Burton Malkiel writes, quote, it turns out that the longer you hold your stocks, the more you can reduce the risk you assume from investing in common stocks. From 1950 through 2002, common stocks provided investors with an average annual return of a bit more than 10%. Even during the worst 25-year period, you would have earned a rate of return of almost 8% a quite generous return and one that was larger than the long-run average return from relatively safe bonds, unquote. The bottom line, investing is a game of years, not months. Don't let wild market movements make you nervous and don't let them make you irrationally exuberant either. What your investments did this year is far less important than what they'll do over the next decade or two or three. Don't let one year panic you and don't chase after the latest hot investments. Stick to your long-term plan. You just listened to the post titled How Much Does the Stock Market Return? by J.D. Roth of MoneyBoss.com.
0: It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, Filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're going to love Gusto. Get started today.
1: And by the way, you can hear Mr. Money Mustache's analysis of stock market investment returns in an episode we did pretty recently, episode 284 of Optimal Finance Daily. And before I head out, I haven't asked you uh, for a while to share this podcast. So if you find it helpful, please do consider telling a friend or family member about it. And actually, in the newest version of iOS, the Apple operating system for your iPhone or iPad, they made it a lot more friendly to share podcasts. If you go to this podcast or an episode, you can just click on the three dots next to it and choose to share it. If you send it as a text message, a friend would then actually be able to play it right from there. Of course, if you don't have an iPhone or iPad, or even if you do, a nice and easy way to share the show is to simply show someone how to subscribe right there on their phone. Something like 40% of people in the US still don't listen to podcasts, so we definitely have a lot of sharing to do. And that's going to do it for episode 299. Now, tomorrow will be a little bit different as we mark a milestone, our 300th episode, but uh, nothing too crazy. You'll see. So have a great day, and I will see you in the Friday show tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily.